the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Guess what tonight is, Dunbo? Sunday? Sunday night, NFL. Oh. You know how I love to watch Sunday night football. Well, yes and no. What do you mean you don't know? Well, yes and no. On some Sunday nights, when there's football on, you're not all that enthused about the selection of who's playing whom. Right. But I do watch pretty much every Sunday night. I forget to watch Thursday nights. Sometimes I watch Monday night if something else isn't better that's on. Well, you've heard my story about why I'm not at least interested in certain NFL teams. Yes, you've told it multiple times. But tonight... (laughs) Tonight, I still don't care. It's the Lions versus the Packers, <laughs> Week 18. And since the Rams lost, there's no risk of the Lions getting in the playoffs. So therefore, you won't have to watch them again this year. There is a God. <laughs> I am kind of excited, though, because all the analysts are saying that Green Bay Packers are going to win tonight. Yeah. And, and what Tony, do they really do? And Tony Dungy, who's a real live coach. From Jackson, Michigan. Who's awesome. We love Tony. He's basically picked Detroit Lions. He said Detroit Lions will win. But everybody else is saying the Packers are going to win by three points. Well, I hope that Mr. Dungy is correct. Yeah, I do too. Not for the sake of the Lions, but just for the sake of the idiot prognosticators who are... <laughs> Making their predictions as if they have some special knowledge, and they're all just a bunch of superstitious yahoos expressing their superstition. It's a myth. Yeah. Yahoo! Well, anyways, I love Tony Dungy. Yeah, I do too. He's really cool. And um, I sort of have gotten close to the Detroit Lions. You've heard the story about our visit to Ford Field. You were there, and I told that story already. You've told every Lions story that you effing know. So how would you like you're a Green out Bay, of, Green Bay Packers of, story? You're out of Lions stories. Yeah, tell me a Packers story. Okay, so July 3rd, 1965. You want to know where I was? Green Bay. Lambeau Field. Sweet. And my Uncle Jim and my dad were there. And Uncle Jim introduced me to two of his friends who were on the other side of a cyclone fence on the field or in the stadium. We weren't able to get into the stadium because they were practicing. One of them was the star quarterback of the era, Bart Starr. Wow. And the other was Paul Horning. Wow. And my Uncle Jim introduced me to both of them, and they knew my Uncle Jim. And that was just, it was as amazing as Uncle Jim's T-Bird and the brand new Mustang that he had. Wow, that must have been an awesome day. It was. It's interesting because tonight at Lambeau Field, you know how they have the pregame show? They showed all, they like to show who's wearing what jersey. Like they go through the tailgate areas and then they they say who's got what jerseys on yeah and somebody had a vintage bart star jersey on or has no one on surprise tonight. no surprise so they were all like "Ooh, old school bart star <laughs> yeah. which is does that make you old school dead uh, uh yes i think i'm officially 
designated as old, old school. Old school. Wow. Yeah, like I I uh, grew up appreciating Gordie Howe for hockey and uh, Willie Horton and Mickey Lolich and Al Kaline and Norm Cash from the Tigers, uh, Dave DeBusher from the Pistons, and you know all the other great athletes from a variety of other teams around the country. But yeah, I definitely am old school. That is so funny. Yeah. Well, I love sports, so you know I'm happy to watch basically any sporting event. Except the running of the bulls. That is one thing that I... I'm not sure I that's oddly, a sport. Well, I think it is because I think it was on TV one time where they showed footage of it. And I thought, oh my God, this is so crazy. I mean, I actually sat there and watched it too, but I don't feel like I need to see it again. I suppose if your competition is between the bull and the backside of your own, that would be a sport is to yeah. make sure you don't get a yeah. horn in the butt. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I love sporting events. And so I always like to... Just, you know, and like when we go see the kids play, you know, our kids have played through the years and also, you know, our great niece is playing now. Soccer and hockey and Whatever sports they're playing. Yeah. I mean, I'm just happy when when any team member on either side makes a good play. Yeah. Because we're in the developmental years now with these great nieces, right? Yeah. So they're learning different sports and so are their teammates. But on either side, if anybody has a good pass or makes a basket or kicks it, the soccer ball into the goal, I mean, I'm happy for any kid who makes a good play. Yeah. Whether it results in a score doesn't matter to me, but I'm just so happy because I just love sports. I think it's great. It's good to get out there and have fun. Well, I love to watch it when the kids in our family have enjoyed the sport that they're playing and they get excited about it. And I know one of the things that was always extra special to me was visiting Joe's games when he would be goalie or catcher, you know, baseball or hockey or soccer. Mm -hmm. And to see him so focused on doing the right thing and, you know, helping his team win. And I just really enjoyed the way he got into it. Yep. And he did competitive snowboarding in high school. Oh, yeah. He was into into that. that Yeah. There was only one scary time when he came out of the gate at the top of the hill, and it was at Mount Brighton, which was super icy. It was like really, really cold, like 20 degrees or lower that night. And he came, and of course it's dark, and he comes out of the gate and gets pushed off the side of the track. Yeah. It's basically a switchback track. And (laughs) ended up smacking the back of his head, and his helmet was split down, completely split. and wildly enough, he did not have a concussion from that. Well, it's a sign of a great helmet. I guess. And good fortune. We didn't skimp on the safety equipment, that's for you sure. You should never skimp on the safety equipment. Right. It's like the brakes in your car. <laughs> or the cartilage between the bones of your knee. Uh, Yeah, it absorbs some of the shock of use. Right. So when your tire's flat, you got to get a new tire. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah, that's a fact. It, it's uh, The brakes are part of the story on your car. You also need the tires to be 
fairly good tread on exactly. them. Exactly. And you're you have a flat tire in your right knee according to the orthopedic yeah, doctor, well, which I, is kind of interesting. I've just had my second shot of hyaluronic acid gel in my right knee and it's uh, improved the amount of pain and what I think of as the mobility in the right knee. It's forestalling a knee replacement at some point in the future. But for right now, I figure I've got enough other challenges to Show me where it. they put that needle in, Denbo. Well, I don't know if it's uh, all that visible anymore, but let's just see. It goes in on the side. It, oh, yeah, I can see a little pin. The first one did, but the second oh. one went further to the oh, front. Oh, it's kind of, um, I mean, there's a little bit of bruising there, but not much. Yeah. But it's the, pretty crazy, Dennis. But the part that I found really interesting about this second injection is that the doctor who did it, it uh, grew up in Canton oh. and went to, I forget if he said Canton or Salem schools. We've got an interesting arrangement here. The Plymouth Canton School District has Plymouth High School, Canton High School, and Salem High School all on the same property. Yeah. And I just think that is so sort of amazing, but the towns are that close, so. It's a huge campus. Yeah. And the kids go take classes between the different schools, too, depending on what they're studying. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, yeah so he's a local kid. Yeah, he grew up, went to uh, university and graduated, and he does his orthopedics work. And he's not my primary doctor, uh, but... It's still kind of cool that they're young, and as my grandmother said before she turned 98, she said, one thing you need to remember is you always need younger friends and younger doctors. <laughs> That's so true. Because the Aww. old ones keep dying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of dying, we had a sol- we have some sorrow in our family right now. Yeah. We've had laughter and sorrow, and this is one of the weeks where we've got some sorrow my uh, dad's brother, my uncle, and my godfather passed away, uh, and we're preparing to go to the uh, funeral service or the celebration of life, which will be in a week. And, you know, it's it's sad to think that that connection, you know, because my grandparents are gone, my dad's gone, and now my dad's only brother, only sibling is gone, and it just c- kind of makes you feel weird, like yeah. there's no connection to that previous generation anymore. So it's kind of a weird feeling. Yeah. You are now part of the oldest generation in your family. Yeah. Which is odd. It's an odd thing. Yeah. So, but anyways, I noticed that you're wearing this Indianapolis Motor Speedway t-shirt that my uncle purchased for you. <laughs> yeah, he insisted, despite my protest, that he was going to get me that t-shirt. <laughs> so we were visiting the Speedway and we... I think we probably have talked about that story about kissing the bricks and all that. Yeah, he he in the insisted past, he that wanted, I have this. So he every, wanted you to have it. Every time we've gone back to see him since he bought that T-shirt, I have worn this T-shirt just so he can see that I'm wearing it. Well, you wear it at least once a week, anyway. Oh, at least. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised it's still even got letters on it. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's one of those nice slub knits, very thin and. Comfy and flexible and flexible and, and warm, but not hot. Yeah, so it means it's wicking moisture. 
Wicking. Wicking moist. Wicking moisture. No, it's moisture. It's moist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my uncle was hilarious, as you know, and you, you've known him for the last, what, 15, 17 well, years. Well, he was a good 18 sport. 18 years you've known him. He was a good sport. I oh, had yeah. sort of forgotten about the cherry pit spitting contest. Oh, my God. I that think was he in 2018. Won, yeah. He won. I think he did. <laughs> But he except, just that was with Joe and his roommate from college, and yeah, because yeah, that was Joe's senior year of college, and yeah, just good times. I mean, you know, he always was kind of the fun loving between my brother and him. He was definitely more fun loving, embraced life. I mean, so did my dad, but my uncle had a sense of humor and wit about him that he brought to every event <laughs> and was certainly underappreciated by my dad, but us kids, I mean, we loved it. And he just was always fun to be around and, and a very kind and generous person as well. So, but, you know, we remember the good times and we remember the laughs and, you know, Uncle Frank always helped us feel, made us feel good and like we were all important and having a great time. So, and, and it was true, we were, but, um, so I'll just remember him for all that. So I, I will too. We've had some good visits. Yep. And, uh. And in the last few years, since you had your stroke, he's been checking in on us regularly. Oh, I know. He's been diligent about calling us, especially since then when my dad passed. No, he's just been always checking in on us, wanting to know how we're doing. And Staying so in touch. We've had a lot of good conversations with him over the last few years and, um, you know, frequent. I just was looking back on my call log. And I think the last time I looked, we talked to him November 16th. I was in my deer blind on the 16th, so yeah, you must have talked to him while I was hunting. I think so, because he called us to tell us that he couldn't come to the Christmas get-together. Yeah, so I mean, which we I did in check. Indiana. Yeah, but I just was thinking like, yeah, let me see. I just want to double check, because we talked to him like a week apart, and, the, and then anyways... Um, he called to let us know he couldn't come for that. And he's had some health issues in the last couple of weeks. So, so anyways, he finally succumbed to the health issues and, you know, we're sad, but we're also just so grateful for his presence in our life. Well, I've had the privilege of having a number of uncles and, um, though on my mom's side, she had a sister and no brothers. Mm -hmm. On my dad's side, he had, of course, brothers, and uh, their his sisters had husbands. And you talk about your uncle Frank, and I have so many good memories and recollections of my uncles. And uh, even though some of them I haven't seen for quite a while, it's uh, always good to reflect about the fun times and the interesting things that they used to do. I mentioned Uncle Jim, who introduced me to Bart Starr and Paul Horning. And he was quite the cut-up. And I think I've probably told the story about how wild he was up at the fish camp back in 1991. But he was always a live wire before that, too. And some of the family pictures reflect his making faces. One of the pictures has, he's wearing my Little League ball cap and mugging for the camera which he would frequently do 
But uh, you have lots of uncles. Oh yeah. I only had the two, you know, because my parents both came from really small families. Yeah. But you've got lots of uncles, and I think I've met all of them except one. I never had the opportunity to meet meet your uncle Arnold. Well, Uncle Arnold was a Red Sox reliever. Yeah. I've got his baseball card over here. Right, and I was was thinking, I saw this baseball card earlier in the week, and I think this needs to not be in the sunlight. Well, it wasn't in the sunlight. The light comes through. It wasn't in the sunlight. I'll tell you one more time, it wasn't in the sunlight. But it is now. It is now, during the shady months, but I'm going to put that in the safety deposit box. Yeah, that needs to go someplace where it can be preserved. So, the fixation you have on it being in the sunlight i'd like to just say many fond memories of uncle arnold when he was a ball player and after he was a ball player and one time in uh, i think it was at my cousin sherry's graduation party in their backyard in warren the men were outside blowing the stink off or staying out of the way of whatever was cooking or whatever was the party going on. But we were playing a little baseball in the backyard, and Uncle Arnold, though he had been retired for three or four years, threw a pitch to me for me to catch, and it just about broke my hand. (laughs) I mean, it was... It was a real hard. It was a real professional pitch. It was a fastball. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just amazed that I caught it, <laughs> but it just about broke my hand. Now you also have uh, a couple of uncles that are still living. Yeah, Uncle Jack, mm-hmm. and uh, he was the next closest to me in age. Uncle Jack, I've got some fond pictures and memories of him. A cut on his chin that he claimed he got from drinking out of a soup can. I don't know if that's the story or not, or if he was just teasing me, but I remember his high school graduation, and that would have been when I was, like, really little. But I remember him wearing a graduation gown at the farmhouse in West Branch. And then Uncle Gary was the closest to me in age, only nine years difference between us. And I remember Uncle Gary playing Little League. I've got a picture of him in his Little League uniform, which is really cute. Oh, that is cute. And uh, then you also have Uncle Joe. Yeah. Well, um, Uncle Gary was uh, known to milk the cows and sing while he was milking the cows. And when my cousin Sherry was on the farm, he would sing like Frankie Valley. Sherry baby, Sherry baby, yes, Sherry, won't you come out tonight? And when he graduated from high school, he had a convertible and a boat. So he he was the cool uncle. He used to take us for rides in his convertible and go fast over the hills, so we would get that feeling of weightlessness. Um. And then you have Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe was always a kick. He and Uncle Arnold went on that fishing trip to Canada with Uncle Jim and Dad and Tim and I. He was a lot of fun. He still is a lot of fun. Yep. And he he has always been a real jokester. Always got a kind of thoughtful comment that's funny. And it was 
always fun to listen to him banter with Grandma Surgeon. Um, uncle Eugene, and and I mean no offense to any of my uncles, was probably my favorite. He was Sherry and Carol and Cindy's dad. And he passed before any of the rest of the family did, you know, of that generation. And he had kidney disease, but he also had the sweetest disposition. He could tease you without making you feel bad. He could tease you about something that would make you kind of laugh or chuckle because he really picked the things that were kind of a complimentary tease. Whatever that means. Well, it, he might tease me about looking good for my next girlfriend. What's her name? Oh, <laughs> things like that, you yeah. know. Yeah, sweet. He was yeah, sweet. He was very sweet. Yeah, not like mean teasing because we we had I had one uncle. Well, my other uncle, I guess, was more on the mean teasing side of it, but. Um, it just depends on what the situation was. If we ever played cards with my uncle Norman and we, when we threw the wrong card, he would go bananas. Oh, really? He'd be like, what are you doing? That's so stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean, like he would go nuts cause he was, he was a card shark and he loved to play cards and he played cards in a lot of poker rooms oh. in Atlantic city and wherever. And so he, you had to throw the right cards if you're going to oh, play with him. Okay. So he took cards real serious. Well, I don't think anybody took cards more serious than my surgeon grandparents. They really were known to play cards till late in the evening. And then if they got a phone call from somebody about a big card game going on in Flint, they would get in the car and drive to Flint when it wasn't all paved roads for two hours or more to play cards after they'd finished playing cards in West Branch. Wow. So they really did like to play cards. Yeah. And then, of course, Grandpa had to be back to milk the cows the next morning unless one of the boys was, you know, able, able to, to come in. It. Wow. So, yeah. What did I, they play? Well, I think, if I remember right, not just poker, but I think euchre and pinochle. Oh, I used to hear yeah. them play pinochle a Pinochle's lot. hard to learn, but I know, I mean, once you learn it, I guess it's not hard, but it's a tough game to learn. Yeah. So they, they, it was kind of interesting when the family would get together and the kids got to sleep upstairs. It was a treasured moment to crawl to the vent from the downstairs to the upstairs where heat would kind of just rise through this square hole in the floor. Uh, there was a grate over it, but we could look and see what hands people had. Really? Yeah. That's so in interesting. And we could hear all the adult talk. Oh yeah. I'm sure they talked a lot of smack talk. Oh yeah, they did. That's so, always fun. We used to listen to my parents. They played bridge, you know, with a mixed, I'm going to say, you know, couples. Yeah. And then my mother played ladies only bridge too, but she would host once every few months, whatever the rotation was. But we used to like sit at the top of the stairs. And of course, back then people smoked. My parents were not smokers, but the bridge players were smokers. So my dad would always have a window open upstairs and the smoke would just come right up the steps and then go, oh, out, yeah. go out the window at the top of the steps. Well, we would sit at the top of the steps and then just listen to them you know, talking to each other and telling stories and stuff like that. And it was always fun. It was fun and educational. Definitely. Yeah. Because <laughs> we didn't know what the heck they were talking about. But yeah. You knew we were trying like. trying to figure it out. Yeah. You knew 
you know, this lady's voice versus that lady's voice and this, that, and the other thing. And we never, we never, we, we went to bed. Like we went upstairs before the bridge club started. I think it started at 8 PM. And by 745, we were shoved, you know, shoveled off. So we never actually saw the bridge players. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, we knew them, most of them were from our church, but we never, they didn't play for money or anything. If they played for anything, it was a nickel or pennies or quarters oh, or whatever. Lots but, of coins on the table. No yeah, but not ours it. was the surgeons. Yeah. So, and we would go to family reunions though, where they would play different games, you know, 21 or Euchre or. I guess it's blackjack, but then euchre and rummy or, you know, whatever, poker. It always, it seems like always, even the family reunions, the surgeon family reunions now evolved into a poker or night. Yeah. Some people play skip bows, some play car uh, poker. And it gets a pretty big crowd around the poker table at the surgeon family reunions. Yeah. Well, I was, um, I think at the last reunion pre pandemic 2019, you had, you had a, you had a pandemic reunion. Oh. Sue booked it. Sue Sue K planned it. Okay. Did we go? No, because it was in 2020. But everybody, okay. other people went. The, they the had last about one, 30 people there. The, what I'm trying to talk about is the one in 2019 that was beer pong and Aunt Joyce played. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we had <laughs> beer pong along with the card playing at night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was all kind of fun. It was fun. And well, it's just good to get together with the aunts and uncles. I guess that's kind of the point of it, right? And so we yeah. have to treasure them and have good times. Yeah, and it's it's fun to think about them as young people and and as mature adults. It's kind of cool to be able to see them as a little bit closer to us in age than they used to seem. Well, but I think, too, that it's nice to see that they still like to have fun and do fun things. Oh, yeah. Joyce and Joe, for example, have always been a kind of fun aunt and uncle. Uh, the first baseball game I went to, Aunt Joyce, Aunt Phyllis, and Grandma took me to Detroit to that game. And it was it was kind of cool to have my aunts and my grandma take me to my first baseball game where... I was expecting Uncle Arnold would pitch because it was Boston versus Detroit. And I think I might have been 12. And the program is up there on my bookshelf from that game. I know there's a lot of things on that bookshelf, Dumbo. Yeah, that's probably where I should put Uncle Arnold's baseball card. Well, I know. You could. Yeah. Well, well, you got a lot of mementos there, which is nice. Yeah. Well, and I need you to tell me who gets all these mementos when the time is right. Anybody you want to give them to. No, you you <laughs> need to tell me. In fact, I would love it if you gave your mementos to people. Well, I've been giving some of my mementos to people. You in fact, have been. Here's an interesting story about this baseball card. It's somebody else's replacement card for me giving away the previous one when yes. Uncle Arnold died. There was a little drawer inside of his casket, and I had his autographed baseball card, and I put it in that little drawer, and Aunt Phyllis said, are you sure you want to do that? Because in a few hours, he's going to be underground and sold that baseball <laughs> card. I said, yes. I said, I want whoever might come upon him in the future mm -hmm. to know that he was a professional baseball player. Mm -hmm. And a couple of years later... This shows up a gift from my niece. 
So it's very sweet. It is super sweet. And I've just from I've, Becky. Becky sent that to you. Yeah. My nieces and nephews, I love them all. And um Tim's daughters are just treasures. Yeah, they are sweet girls. The, the kids are all treasures. They're all, all your nieces and nephews are. What's the best thing about being Uncle Dennis? That you have these wonderful nieces and nephews. That's what it is. That's well, what I think is the best part. Well, I don't know what it is about me, but I'm glad that they love me and they want to light up when they see me. And, and they want to hang out with Uncle D. And even uh, your niece's children seem to light up when I'm around. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you got that affable look on your face, and you're always willing to talk with them and take time with them, and you know, I'll never forget when little Olivia was out collecting bugs. I think she was picking up ants. Now she might have been four. Now you have to remember, we got to take three years off of everything. Yeah. So she's going to be six. We'll take off three years, and we're probably walking around in her front yard and she's asking you to she's picking up ants yes the bigger carpenter ants yes between you know around the trees and she's asking you to hold them and don't drop them yes yes i'll never forget that because yeah <laughs> you had ants crawling all over you and she, <laughs> she you weren't able to hold on to them because they were moving so fast but it was just humorous how she was saying to you to hold them and then don't let them go and yeah oh, i'll never forget that day because it made me crack up and you're i know just, <laughs> you were doing your best to keep track of those carpenter ants on well, you. The part that you might have missed is every time I dropped one, she would see a new ant. There's another one. <laughs> so she was excited. I was excited. We were both having fun. I was just trying to oh. not have them crawl further up my arm. But... And it just freaked me out. I'm glad it was happening to you and not well, to me. Well, here's the part that was also another <laughs> fond memory of that moment is she was out there wearing a very frilly dress, something like a tutu. She's very girly girl. She loves dresses, right? And she's out there. Her hands are covered with dirt. And I thought, yeah, you know, someday when she's graduating from college, She's got her PhD, just made her presentation of her dissertation. I'm going to remind her of the day that she was out in her tutu with dirty hands, picking up bugs and flipping rocks over to get at them. <laughs> and uh, the the really funny thing that she said, you know, there used to be a TV show by Art Linklater that was, kids say the funniest things. And so he just interviewed kids. And I said, you know, someday when you grow up, you're going to be an entomologist, scientist that studies bugs. And she says, no, when I grow up, I'm going to be an astronaut, just like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious and cute. Oh, I know. I mean, her mother could be an astronaut, but she's an IT professional. But it's hilarious that she thinks her mom's an astronaut. Oh, I know. It's just so wonderful. Kids just... say the most wonderful things. <laughs> And she's among them. That's so cute. She's among them. Oh, well, darling, I think we should call it a night because, oh my gosh, the game started and we're not even watching it. That doesn't determine the outcome if we're watching it or not. You don't think? No. <laughs> oh, all right, Lava. Well, let's see. We're going to have a kind of a long week with these, uh, you know, just. 
working and then heading, you know, to the celebration of life uh, on the weekend. And then we'll be back on Sunday. Well, we'll have to do a show next Sunday. I guess we could. Because you know what today is. Always on a Sunday. Yeah, it's always on a Sunday. It should be always on a Sunday. And next week will be episode 22? No, this is episode 19. Oh, so next week will be 20. Yeah. Okay, well, I was half right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you got. You make me laugh so hard. All right, honey, I love you. Better Kisses. than making you cry. Oh, well, you make me laugh so hard that I do get tears in my eyes because you're just hysterical. But well, I love you, Lois. I love you, too, and we will talk again soon. Kisses. Mwah. Ooh.